Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance, the critical importance of your environment. Um, I remember learning about this 25 years ago from Tony Robbins when I was 12 years of age. Um, He used to teach a process called the ultimate success formula. Um, Now, I won't run through the entire thing end to end with you, but you know, it was pretty basic personal development stuff. It was get clear on what you want, set the goal, set the intention, work out a plan to move towards it. There was a number of steps. I think there were seven from memory, but the final step, which I always have seen it as like the, the missing piece of the jigsaw when it comes to success in any area of life, whether you're looking for success in health and fitness, in business, financially, with your career, relationships, whatever it is, I really feel that the environment you spend the majority of your time in is one of the most significant factors in you actually achieving the things you want to achieve in your life. And it's very rarely talked about when it comes to goal setting. Um, You know, there's plenty of content and podcasts and information out there about how to set goals and how to condition your new behaviors and all these kind of things. But very few, very few people. And, you know, on very rare occasions, do I hear anyone talk about the importance of environment in terms of supporting you on that journey to achieve what it is you want in your business, in your life. So as you're building your empire, um, I'd invite you to start considering the environment that you're spending time. And so, um, as I see it, there are three different categories that you can break environment down into. Um, the first one, and you know, it's cliche, but generally speaking, cliches are cliches because they're so true. The people you spend time with are who you become. And so, you know, you've probably heard the um, the research that says the biggest predictor or the most reliable predictor of somebody's income is taking the income of the six people they spend most time around adding it all together, dividing it by six, and it's a pretty accurate way to determine somebody's income. And I don't think that's just income. I think you could probably relate similar um, philosophy to health and fitness in some way, shape, or form. I bet you could do the same if you scored somebody's relationship happiness from zero to 10. My guess is that if you took the people they surrounded themselves with um, most, then you know their score wouldn't be a million miles away from the average of their peers. So um, I got a little bit of a alternative view on peer group because, you know, the, the, I suppose conventional wisdom would say that in order to play a bigger game in any area of your life, you want to surround yourself with people that are already playing a bigger game than you are. Um, and, you know, I don't think that's bad advice per se. So, you know, get around mentors or join a mastermind with people that are playing a bigger game. I get it and I'm all for it. I think the... The challenge with that is it does give you a bit of, it's kind of a one-dimensional perspective. Um, let me give you an example. So I was, I was speaking with one of our clients just, um, just about a week or so ago, and she was sharing how, um, you know, she's, by the way, invested a lot of energy and money in putting herself around mentors and people that are playing a bigger game and connecting with people like that on social. She's a great networker. Um, and she was... She was sharing how sometimes, actually, you know, being around people that are 
I suppose, not more successful, I don't want to use that term, but people that have achieved things that she hasn't yet, often she would see their successes, maybe on social media in particular. Um, and of course, everything you read on social media is true, isn't it? Um, but she'd look at these people on social media that are doing bigger deals and having what some people would perceive to be bigger successes than her and feel a bit demotivated or, uh, you know, it would, it would actually knock her confidence in her own ability. Um, so I actually think sometimes surrounding yourself only with people that are playing a bigger game than you can actually be counterproductive if you're not careful. Now, that said, I do think there's a place for mentors for surrounding yourself with people that are playing a bigger game. Um, and I think you should do that and should strive to find those people in your life. I have those people in my life and I consciously and deliberately look to spend as much time around them speaking to them as I possibly can. So that's one type of person that, of course, it will help you play a bigger game if you're around people that are already walked the path that you want to walk. The, the other two types of people that very rarely people you hear this spoken about in terms of creating a supportive environment, a network of people, is actually to also have what I would call, for the purpose of this, if you've got mentors, I also think it's really healthy to have mentees. And that doesn't necessarily mean in a formal setting where they're paying you for mentorship, but actually having people around you that you can impart wisdom and that you can support and help grow. And I think there's a couple of reasons for this. One, it's a great way for you to give back and serve and make a difference in the world. But also, it actually serves as a reminder of how far you've come so that you don't fall into the trap that my client who I just mentioned did where she's only seeing people that are playing a bigger game. And so actually sometimes she's feeling, mm, I'm not doing enough. And actually by having the contrast of I've got the people that are playing a bigger game, which inspires me because I want to push, but also I've got these people that are a few steps behind me on the journey that I can inspire, that I can motivate, that I can advise, that I can impart wisdom to. It actually shows you how far you've come and it can be a really nice reminder and actually give you a little boost, um, a little injection of confidence to go, you know what, I've done some amazing things here and I should remember that. At the same time, be aspiring for bigger and better and driving forward. So you've got mentors who are your people you're trying to, you know, learn from and, and can inspire you because they're playing a bigger game. You've also got mentees. These are people that you can inspire and motivate and that you can advise. Um, and they show you how far you've come. They act as a reminder of that. But then also you've got what I call this middle tier, which I call mastermind. So mastermind would be the group of people that some of them are maybe playing a slightly bigger game than you. Maybe they've got experience that you don't have and they can really advise and support you. Maybe some of them are um, you can advise and support and that you've made some, um, made some distinctions and had some lessons and got some results they haven't yet. But ultimately a mastermind, in my mind, a true mastermind is a group of people that are peers and hold each other to higher standards, but also have that little bit of friendly competition as well. And so I think you know, in summary, in terms of the people you want to surround yourself with, I do think, you know, surround yourself with people that are playing a bigger game. Yes, great advice. And I do think that often this idea of also having not only mentors, but mentees and what I call mastermind allows you to have a much more well-rounded view of the world. It stops you having tunnel vision. It stops you focusing only on what you haven't achieved. Also, it stops you on focusing only on what you have achieved. Um, and I think that friendly competition, a mastermind 
can bring. And again, all of these things, you could do this formally or informally. So, you know, you could have mentors that you have a formal arrangement with. I have that. I have a, a couple of coaches that I pay for wisdom and advice and support in business, in health and fitness. Um, you also could have mentees formally that pay you for coaching, consulting, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, but you don't have to. Maybe you could just go and serve people for the sake of doing it because you want to make a difference to maybe friends, family, people that haven't necessarily achieved the results in life, in business that you have. And also, of course, you could have a formal mastermind where, like I have, where you actually have a formal part of a, uh, a setup or like our clients invest in our masterminds. But also you could create your own informal version where you just get a few of you together that are all playing at a similar level. I've, I've got examples of that in my own life where there's people that I would class as my, they're not my mentors or my mentees, they're kind of a mastermind, but they're not in a formal mastermind setting with me. But We've grown together and actually that's where I did a previous episode on joint ventures and business partnerships that you might find really valuable, um, which you should check out. And uh, I think when you've grown together, the opportunity for collaboration and partnerships and joint ventures is far greater than if you've gone and sought to get a partnership or a collaboration with somebody for the sake of your benefit. So I think having those kind of mastermind type people formally or informally, great way for you to build relationships in business and in life in general that will support you and you can grow together and hold each other to higher standards. So the first part, probably the biggest part I've spent most time in this episode on in terms of creating an empowering environment that's going to support you on your journey is the people you spend time with. But there's a couple of other things that I want to share, which again, you know, I think often people talk about environment and spend time with people playing a bigger game in quite a one-dimensional manner. I'm going deep here. So there's the three different types of people, but then also there's other areas, other elements of environment that I believe are really important. So um, the second, the first one's people, the second one's places. So where you physically spend your time. Um, so quick example, um, back in 2015, um, I um, had a, a business partnership and we parted ways effectively, long story short, I went from having a multi seven figure business on one day to the very next day, zero, starting from scratch. Um, no staff, no clients, no money, nothing, zero. Um, and you know, at the time I was, I was going through a really difficult time in my life, both personally and of course, having, you know, lost the significance of running a business like that. Um, I was struggling in terms of my own mentality and, and professionally, I was doubting myself and at the time, me and my, my family, we were living in a house which was fine. And it, it's really hard for me to explain this. Um, might sound a bit woo-woo. So those of you that aren't necessarily woo-woo people, um, maybe you can skip this bit. Um, but it, it just didn't feel, the energy of the house didn't feel right. That's the only way I can really explain it. It's hard to put my finger on it. Maybe you've had an experience like this yourself where you've been moving house um, or maybe office, and you've been to look at a property, and as soon as you walk in, you just go, nah, the energy just doesn't feel right. Um, and on the flip side, sometimes you'll walk in somewhere and just go, this is it. It just feels right. It's like, a, it fits you like a glove. And so, you know, we were living in a house at the time that just didn't really feel energetically right. Sounds a bit woo-woo. Um, and so we decided to move, and bizarrely, um, the house opposite on our road was available and um we went to look at it and literally 
I walked through the door and it just felt right. The, the energy just felt completely different. It felt lighter. It felt just, it just felt like a perfect fit for me and, me and my family. And, um, you know, fast forward literally from that point in, you know, mid 2015, I think we moved house in August 2015. So it was a couple of months after um, I'd kind of started again from scratch. Um, and literally within, um, within 12 months, we were back at a mid six figure business. Um, and I don't think, of course, it was solely because of the change of my personal environment, but I think it had a massive impact because I was in a better space emotionally. I often talk about you as the business owner are the greatest asset, but also the greatest liability in your business. And I think if you're showing up energetically or in terms of your state at a five or a six or a seven out of 10 every day, which I probably was when my environment wasn't conducive to being in a good state, then you know, you're not going to perform at your optimum. And so as soon as we moved into this new environment, I felt great. I felt happy. I felt um, alive again. All of a sudden, my state, of course, as the leader of the business, um, not only leader of people in my team, but also, which I'd now started to build again, but also how I was showing up in front of clients, you know, my ability to sell and close deals because I was in a better space personally, emotionally, went through the roof. And so I think having the right environment around you, I mean, we, we, we recently moved house, we moved house a lot, by the way, um, but we recently moved house uh, again, just, just uh, whatever, six, seven months ago, um, uh, bought what's, what's without a doubt, you know, our dream home. And it's not a coincidence. I don't think that in the last seven months, um, despite some economic challenges in terms of society, you know, um, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but I'm recording this in May 2020. If you listen to this in future, you'll have forgotten about the fact that there was a thing called COVID-19 that basically shut down most of the world and most major economies. And so, you know, whilst economically, been a tough time in terms of our business in other words what i call the economy i can control um we've been flying we're, we're probably more profitable over the last few months than we've ever been and i do think that a large part of that has been down to um my energy my state my mindset and i think that has not solely been down to but has been you know in a large part down to the env the environment that i've created for me and my family um, same thing with office space. So think about, yes, your environment where you live. And by the way, it might not be possible for you to just up sticks and move. Um, it might not be financially viable. Um, you know, it might not be practical for you. But what you can do is make the very best of the environment you're in. Look at your living space where you spend most time and just ask, how does it make you feel when you're in that space? Maybe look at your office space. If that's separate to your living space or if it's part of your home, look at the office space and ask yourself, when I'm here, which is where I'm attempting to create magic and build an empire from, when I'm in this space, how does it make me feel? And if the answer to that question isn't, you know, it, it fills you up with energy at an eight or a nine or a 10 out of 10 every day, then you've got to look to change that environment. Um, because I really believe that where you spend time, the places you frequent, by the way, you might not even, maybe you could look externally and go, hey, I don't want to work in my home environment or you know, I don't have an office. Maybe you're not there yet in terms of building your business to actually rent an office, but maybe you could just find a place to go and work from that feels great. I mean, before we, before we got an office, I remember when, um, in 2015, um, when I was working from home and it wasn't the most conducive environment, I found a little local hotel, which was like 
Really great environment. The staff were amazing. The food was great. Um, and I went and worked out of there most days just because it put me in a better environment, put me in a better state. Um, you know, it was, I wouldn't say it was like a super high-end five-star hotel, but it was a very nice environment. So it put me in a more of a, more of a place of affluence than if I was just working in, you know, a, I could have probably rented a little crappy, cheap office somewhere, but it probably wouldn't have been conducive to me building a great business. So think about the places you spend time. And then finally, um, the final piece of environment is the things that you have around you. So this could be um, anything visual. So, you know, often people talk about um, vision boarding and dream boarding. Big fan of that. Um, used to do it loads back in the day. I used to have like my, my vision board of all the things I wanted to create in my life, um, which was some experiences, some possessions, all of these different things that motivated me. Used to have it as a screensaver on my laptop um, so that I'd see it every single day. Um, maybe you have that somewhere up in your office visually. You know, we've, we've in, our, uh, in our office environment, which is where I'm actually sat right now, we've got on the walls, all over the place. We've got our company values. We've got pictures of our biggest and most successful events anchoring in, reminding me of the magic we've created as we've grown this business over the last five years. Um, it could also be things that support your environment. It's just, you know, filling your mind with great information. It could be listening to podcasts like this one. It could be um, listening to audiobooks when you're out and about, when you're in the car, just feeding your mind, surrounding yourself with things. Could be visuals, could be audios, could be anything that feeds your mind with good positive information um, and keeps you focused on creating what you really want. So I think people, the people you surround yourself with, critical of course, the places you hang out, I think equally as important. And finally, the things you have around you. Um, I mean, think about like just an example on things, even if, you know, let's say your big goal or the, your big focus was um, to create more health and energy or maybe lose some weight. If you've got cupboards and a fridge full of rubbish food, those things around you are not going to be conducive to getting that result. Surround yourself. If you want to get healthier, fitter, surround yourself with healthy and fit people. Hang out in places like health clubs and gyms where those people frequent. And when you're at home, make sure the things around you are healthy and you could put images of you know, people that have already achieved the result you want to achieve that inspire you. Um, you can have a picture of your dream body, whatever it might be. Surround yourself with things that are going to keep you focused and motivated. So I hope you enjoyed uh, this little episode today on environment as much as I enjoyed making it for you. It actually was only designed to be a very short one, but um, I, I've kind of got into the flow here and I've really enjoyed sharing what I feel are the three critical elements of creating a compelling environment that will support you on your journey to success in building your empire. So um, that's it from me today. Remember, the more you connect, the more you collect. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.